Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God, starting now. We are not fairly light. No, we're not. Uh, we've been enjoying the summer quite a bit. We keep getting bigger and bigger yes. and bigger as well. That's okay. So no light. Um, okay, so many things have happened just in the last few days. Let's just dive. Let's dive right into all these teams making huge splashes. They for, are for, within all fifteen of minutes of the of the free agency period opening. Huge splashes. Ding ding. Rose picked up by Nene. A three. Continues to hit these shots. Reggie Rose has been terrific in the Reggie, comma, Rose. Uh, you and I were we were just talking off the air. We both uh, after we were done with our eating slash drinking binges on Saturday well, night. I ran I rushed home. I did too. I rushed home. To we watch actually the jump. We found on StubHub ten dollar tickets to see the uh, Phantom of the Opera sequel. We were very cultured on Saturday night. Very good, good at for you. Uh, you were at some other bar doing Judd-like things. I was at Bunnies. Bunnies, okay. Yeah, yeah I, shocking news. But I never go there. We on both nights. came home at the same to separate homes. I should clarify at the same time. <laughs> we don't live together. <laughs> and they spent, fell over. <laughs> uh, get your hand out of my popcorn. <laughs> no, that's not a euphemism. And watched. I watched two hours of NBA free agency coverage. I think they should move that, like the NFL did, to three o'clock in the afternoon at some point. One of the only things Absolutely. the NBA maybe doesn't have right. Yep. And the floodgates open, and all these big poker players are sitting down. You got Oklahoma City. We're going to bring Paul George back on a massive at, contract. At Westbrook's house party. Exactly. Paul George is dancing up on stage at Russell's house party. Got the party set up, like you said. All-star Paul George. Uh, Golden State. Yep. We're going to put our fist on the table. Kevin Durant. $60 million, two years. Let's run it back again, baby. Let's go for the three-peat. The Lakers, arguably the best player of all time. Maybe it's Michael Jordan. Either way, they get LeBron James. And the Rockets, they're going to run it back with Chris Paul. Oh, and the Timberwolves come in. What they do? And they say, we're here too, damn it. Derrick Rose is back. That's our big move in the first 15 minutes of free agency. Derrick Rose. One-year deal. For and Adidas, a couple million and Adidas dollars. is basically going to pay him because <laughs> this now triggers his contract with the shoe company. Rose picked up by today. A free continues to hit these shots. Isn't it kind of funny, though, that Tom Thibodeau, of all the moves that could be made and all the things, and, like, it's a veteran minimum contract that could have been signed at any time, right? Yeah, but it's And just, he trips all over himself in the first 15 or 20 minutes of free agency. Make sure you get... Whatever we do going forward, just make sure Derrick Rose is back for the veteran minimum. I want to remind you of one year ago at this time. One year ago at this time, you, you traded, uh, the Wolves traded for Jimmy Butler on draft night. 
One year ago at this time, the expectation was that this was that between Butler and the tweaking of the roster and even the Ricky trade was changing things to make this really Tibbs team and Butler's team and Cat and Wiggins and all of this was going to meld together. And I want to remind you of the excitement that we felt, the the, the genuine, pure excitement that after a 13-year playoff absence, not only was that going to come to an end, but this team was going to be improved as to be able to potentially make not a long, but a playoff run of some sort. They improved by 16 wins. They made the playoffs. Butler is still here and, and has the ability at some point here, either this year or probably next, the ability to sign a max contract. And I want to ask you how different it feels, though, because the optimism that I felt a year ago and the discussions that that we had and the fact that we thought that this franchise was on on the right course now to me, I'm not kidding when I say it's completely gone. So I'll answer that by saying I worry that they're not a playoff team in this Western Conference. I mean, this way, I, I think I saw someone tweet out the and this this might be outdated now, but this is after the first 24 hours of free agency. So sometime yesterday, this tweet came out that 27 All-Star appearances had either signed or re-signed with the Western Conference and zero at that point with the Eastern Conference. But how many of those are Derrick Rose? Well, but he was already in the Western Conference, right? Well, maybe You said re-signed. I think it's two All-Star games, isn't it? I have no idea. It can't be more than that. You got a couple All-Star games and an MVP. MVP, too, yeah. MVPs. Get the Bulls back together. Yeah. Well, that's what he's trying to do. I know he is. We can touch Climbing all over himself to do that. But right now, okay, Warriors, Rockets, and Lakers with LeBron, and they might not be done. They might. It's possible they still trade for Kawhi Leonard. But even if they do nothing else, they have LeBron. They have LeBron now, yeah. and and Brandon Ingram took a step forward. You've got Kuzma. So if they do nothing else, just by adding LeBron James, that's a guaranteed playoff team and probably the third best team in the Western Conference behind Golden State and Houston. So let's put those three teams at the top of the Western Conference, and then you've got some combination of. These solid, solidly in and on the rise teams like the Jazz. Um, I'll say the Jazz and the Thunder. Now that they brought Paul George back, I don't think the Thunder are a legit championship caliber team, but they're a legit in the playoffs solidly team, right? With two of the better players in the NBA. Keep going, Blazers. Yep, they might trade Lillard or CJ McCollum. They might shake some things up, but that was the three seed in the Western Conference last year. Yes. So those three teams, it's tough to argue that one of those teams is going to all of a sudden fall off the map. Pelicans have one of the three best players in the world, Anthony Davis. The Spurs won 47 games without Kawhi Kawhi. Leonard last year. Yes, And it's very likely they're going to trade him for something of substance to make their team even more formidable this year and going forward. So, I mean, the Spurs are in transition mode, but while they're in transition mode, they're still a playoff team. And that, by the way, is a team's right there. And I haven't even listed the Nuggets. Yep. Which just re-signed Jokic to a max contract. They brought Will Barton back for four years, $50 million. So they're putting the band back together. And then the Wolves would be the 10th team. I'm I'm not saying 10th in the rankings there, but you you could still, you could win 45 to 50 games in this Western Conference and miss the playoffs. So I'm not even sure if they use the mid level exception on a good wing player. And by the way, three of them are off the board now from the list we gave a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know if this is a playoff team right now. I don't think it's a disaster. But you team got Derrick Rose means, but... back. Come on, Phil. <laughs> Derrick Rose, who's go, who's going to? By, by the way, uh, Tyus Jones supposedly went to Tibbs in May and sat down and said, "Talk to me about playing time." I got news for, for you, Tyus. I don't care what Tibbs told you. You ain't going to be playing that much because Derrick Rose being there is going to eat up your playing time. Reggie Rose has been- 
been terrific in this series. <laughs> well, that I think the good news here is it was inevitable that Derrick Rose is going to come back, right? Did any of us ever assume for a, for I would have done, a yes, second? Like yes. he was, he was going he to was come, back. come back. Yeah. And so, to me, the worst case scenario would have been that they use part of their mid-level exception on Derrick Rose. If if somehow like Derrick Rose was worth five or six million dollars, and they eat into their mid-level exception, uh, he agreed within 15 minutes of free agency starting to sign a, a veteran's minimum contract. Yep. And so th- there was chatter that he was looking a couple years ago for 20 million dollars a year on a multi-year deal, and obviously with. With him bouncing around to different teams and inefficient score in a three-point league. So so the good news is they still have their mid-level exception. They still have what's called the biannual exception, mm-hmm. which is like $2.5 million. So they do have like $10 million to spend on other free agents that they want to. But the bad news is he takes up playing time, and Tom Thibodeau is so attached to him. Mm-hmm. If you think Tyus Jones has a future or you just want a coach to come in and take a first-round draft pick with some potential and a guy with some good, you know, just ability to to distribute and ability to to get other players involved. If you wanted Tyus Jones to play more, this is probably the end of that conversation. That's the bad news. Yes, yeah. So Derek Rose. So on so on a night when basketball fans raced home to watch the coverage and to see who did your team get, who did your team retain, how exciting was it? The Wolves reached a deal with Derrick Rose. Yes, that that in a nutshell is the is the going into the 2018-19 season. That is the Wolves in a nutshell yeah. right now. Ding ding. Your thoughts on, and we'll get to later this hour. We're going to get to uh, NHL free agency in the Wild made a bunch of sort of smallish moves. We're going to get to uh, all kinds a, of stuff. A method behind them. They'll tell you about. We'll get to that. Your thoughts on LeBron James jumping to a third team, the Los Angeles Lakers. A brief press release sent out by his agent's company, Clutch Sports. No press conference, too. For Zero now, press conference. No, mm-hmm. they, they said a, a source uh, told the Associated Press, the next time he will talk is June 30th in Akron. And he's going to be de- dedicating a grade school. July 30th? Or July. No, he won't, he won't talk for well, a calendar year. Well, he will remain silent until June thirtieth, two thousand. July thirtieth in Akron. Okay. He's going to be at a school opening in Akron, and that's so. Uh, I think it will is. Jim Gray be there. I, LeBron, how did it feel? I think it is a great move. I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's good for basketball. Um, I think it's also interesting, and, and this goes back to the conversation that we had a couple weeks ago in talking about his his strategy. You know, the super team thing was a big deal for a while, and I think they're going to assemble eventually here a great team. Uh, but I think the interesting thing now is, to me, this is this is chapter three. So chapter one, chapter one and three are, are basically, or two, are the same. Cleveland involves playing at home. He won a championship. Uh, the second phase was you go to the Heat, you form a super team where where you've got really good players around you and can win. I think this is the competitor though who goes to a who goes to a heritage franchise and basically knows if I can win there, I am a hero. It's a perfect even once he's now right, but he is now going to a place where he if he can win a championship and and get this franchise back on track, that he's going to be on a par with uh, Magic, Kareem, Kobe. I think this is his desire to go to a franchise that is down now, but is a heritage great franchise, and say, "All right, gentlemen, I'm going to assemble a good enough team here and win a championship." And so, I think this goes down down the list of LeBron accomplishments. But this also goes 
to what, what we've talked about, which is guys like LeBron, like we think to ourselves, okay, he should do this or do, do that. They're, they are wired in, in such a way that I think they see challenges. And I think what he sees here is the ability to take a franchise that's been a great uh, fr- franchise and has been down for a while now and take them back. And so it doesn't surprise me. I think it's great. And I, I think that they will win a championship within probably three years. Yeah, this year's going to be tough because the Warriors are... The band is still very much together, and those guys are in their primes. Uh, quick aside, Dan Gilbert, really disappointed in him. He put out a very mature, yeah, I think it was so Times New Roman font. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Comic Sans. It was professional. Very professional uh, statement from Cavs owner Dan Gilbert congratulating LeBron on the great run in Cleveland and thanking him it for bringing a championship back. Very boring, very, very I was boring. expecting some more all caps, some caps locks, some comic He got sans. a championship, though. He That's did. the difference. And, he, got, and, he got his one championship. And the word is he's he's happy that he has his team back now. So oh, good for congratulations him. Congratulations to team. Dan Gilbert for getting his team back. Enjoy the Cavaliers <laughs> in all their glory now, Dan. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let's let's talk more about this. the The NBA is so interesting the last few years, and this is sort of the the peak of the player empowerment movement. And I think, and I've already seen it. Some of the people tweeting at me because people know that I'm a LeBron James super fan on this show and. I root for him to win championships, partially because I hate when people rip him for jumping teams and trying to win championships. But there's a rip on him that I, I don't know what he was supposed to do, honestly, if he were to appease the people who are ripping him for this thing. Let's talk about that. We'll get to, later on this hour, we'll get to uh, a Judd hockey rant and, and the wild moves that, that went down this weekend. Um, what are your thoughts on the Wolves now that the Western Conference just added LeBron bleeping James to it? Paul George is staying with Oklahoma City. Chris Paul staying with Houston. It ain't like these teams are getting weaker. I've got one thought. Immediate move, Eastern Conference. They should petition for Why that, not? they? Bucks and Bulls <laughs> and, the and East you. Would, the East would be, gladly take them, yes. right? Petition. Glenn Taylor should call Silver today and say, I want out of the Western Conference. I don't hate it. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Joe. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. That is good news. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Gentlemen, the moment has finally arrived. On 1500 ESPN. Rose picked up by the day of three. Good. Reggie Rose continues to hit these shots. Reggie Rose has been terrific in this series. <laughs> it's not Reggie oh Rose. My God. Come on, Kevin Harlan. Reggie, comma, Rose. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so we're, we're, we got a couple calls here. We'll get to uh, Ed and Chansey. Now that the Western Conference, just within 48 hours of free agency opening up, now that it added LeBron James, it kept Chris Paul, which is not a shocker. Uh, Paul George, there was some peripheral thought that if he didn't go to the Lakers, that maybe like Philadelphia could jump in or something or Boston, but... But he goes back to Oklahoma City. Not so much. So Oklahoma City, you thought if you're a Wolves fan, man, if they lose Paul George and it's just Russell Westbrook and a bunch of scrubs, that's that's maybe a team that whiffs on the playoffs. But you look around the Western Conference, Warriors, Rockets, Lakers with LeBron. Yep. Jazz with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, Rubio. Uh, well-coached team. I was going to say really well-coached team with Snyder. Thunder with Westbrook and Paul George. That's the most expensive team in NBA history. Doesn't seem like that team has a chance to win the championship, so I don't know how they feel being the most expensive and taxed team in NBA history, but there they are. Yep. Pelicans with one of the three best players in the world, Anthony Davis. The Spurs, even without Kawhi Leonard, even in transition mode, 
That's an incredible franchise. Trailblazers? Yeah, Blazers, Nuggets. The Nuggets with Jokic coming back on a max contract and Will Barton. So uh, not feeling too good about the Wolves' chances to make noise in this Western Conference, even if they do add a mid-level exception wing player that you like. And if, if you were convinced that Butler could play the entire year, I think you might feel different. But the reality is he usually doesn't. So if you said if you said Jimmy Butler missed missed uh, twenty or so games this year, but but he ordinarily stays healthy, but he doesn't. Yeah, and they and they offered him reportedly they offered him as much money as they could. They've already gone to him in the last. Well, I don't know if they if they did this. He can sign it July 9th. Yeah, but they've but they've gone to him at some point and said we want to give you the max amount of money we can right now. He can get a lot more if he waits a year. And it sounds like, according to all the the comments that come from his camp. He doesn't care as much about maximizing his earnings as much as he cares about winning a championship somewhere. So if this yeah. is the thing, like if he's going to play it out to the end of the year, and if you're probably not going to be able to swing, it's not like you're going to trade for Kawhi Leonard here unless they come out of the woodworks. You're not going to add a whole lot to what you have right now, which means you're not going to compete at the top of the Western Conference. You're just not. Well, you could add uh, Noah and Dang. I guess you could. Come on. I guess you could. There's a lot to talk wish, about that. Wishful thinking. And, J- and Jimmy Butler also has a house in Los Angeles. And let's see, now that he's probably thinking, well, if a couple guys drop off the, the map and don't go to the Lakers after next year, and I might have a chance and I can opt out of my contract, and then I could go. So, yeah, if you're if you're Butler, the odds that you, you would be absolutely out of your mind crazy right now to say yes. But th- But this brings it back to, I know that you and Chip kind of scoffed at me last week for this. If you don't think realistically you can compete at the top of the Western Conference, and if you're pretty darn sure Jimmy Butler's going to say, hey, this has been a fun two years, bah, not really, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave, you should be exploring Jimmy Butler trades right now. You should be. Like, that should be, it shouldn't just be, well, we're going to, sure, no. you should be looking I out only, for the next three to five years. I only scoffed because Tibbs won't. You're right. You, you, if you are the Wolves right now, if they had if they had a GM who actually said, "All right, what's the plan here?" Your plan would be, "Oh my God, the Lakers just got LeBron James. You've got Houston, which you're not going to beat. Golden State. You would be saying to yourself, let's try and put together a plan here to be going up that hill when they're start when they're coming mm-hmm. down. You can't go join them. You're not going to join them. You could make a case that there's eight teams in the Western Conference that you will have a trouble joining. Yeah, actually, Boston kind of did that. They sort of, I mean, they, they tried to wait LeBron James out a little bit, and then they realized, oh, he's 33 and he's still playing at this ridiculous level. But people were wondering for two years, why doesn't Boston use some of these first-round draft picks and these young assets to to swing a couple bigger trades? And they finally did last year, but people asked that question for two years before that, and they were thinking, I'm sure, well, you got LeBron James here in his prime. Um, you've got, I think that was around the time where Golden State was firing up their 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 dynasty before Kevin Durant in the Western Conference. So, you, like, you should be thinking three years out if you have a player like Carl Anthony Towns. 651-646-8255. What's up, Chansey? Hey, guys. Thanks. Hope you uh, enjoyed the time off. So, I uh, I wanted to bring up something. You know, there's been a lot of conversation lately kind of about baseball and how to fix it. And I'm not talking about that. Obviously, he's talking NBA here. But I think that somebody needs to look at the NBA in a in those same type of conversations. I mean, what is the point of an NBA regular season? I mean, we all know that right now you could start and just have a 14 playoff between the Celtics, Lakers, Rockets, and Warriors, and that's going to be the champion next year. But who cares about seven months of grinding along to finish seventh or eighth in the West or East, even more irrelevant? I just it's so ridiculous. I mean, I realize that the people will say the TV ratings overall are good. 
how were the ratings for those finals? I, I just, it's, there's no point in it, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's just a joke when you have to sit through the whole regular season. I mean, does anybody care about going to a Mavericks-Timberwolves game in December or a, a Nets-Magic game in their market? Or, well, Chancey, let me, let me flip the question. How many regular seasons? I, I, the, NFL is a, the NFL regular season is compelling. But outside the NFL, how many, how many regular seasons are truly compelling in sports right now? I mean, you're not going to say Major League Baseball, really. Probably not no, going to say NHL or college basketball. I agree with you on baseball. I, I think the one difference with baseball, the actual the good thing baseball has going for it is people go for the experience, right? They just want to go to Target Field and drink the Go get drunk, yeah. Sit, sit in the sunshine. No, I like it. Hey, I like getting drunk at Wolves games. Sometimes you have to. Roger! <laughs> <Well, laughs> I like being in the sunshine in the summer. So everybody, I think the outdoor ballpark experience is what baseball actually has going for it. You throw those things off all those baseball games in the Metrodome and you see what attendance would be like across baseball then, sure. I tell you. I mean, it, it just does seem frustrating as a fan, and I kind of have brought this up before, that in the old days of the NBA, even the poor teams, whatever you were, the Magic, whoever it is, you always had the chance of drawing that number one lottery ball and getting yourself the next LeBron James and digging yourself out of the hole. But now with the super team format, you have no chance even then. Like, well, who did the Suns draft this year? I don't even know the guy's name. Is anybody thinking that they're on the path up? No. It's just a joke. It's just a guy, and even if he does develop in three to four years, he'll be looking to sign with the Lakers and LeBron. So, What's the fix, what, What's the fix? So if, if you, I, I, I find it more compelling if than you were to, So if, if they gave you the commissionership for a week, Chancey, what's your fix to this, though? Hard salary cap. Uh, that would... Even eliminate, I don't, the luxury tax is a, was a step forward, but I would say a hard salary cap that would force some of these players to have to look at some of these lesser teams just to take the money. Well, here, I know there's shoe deals and other things, and they're making money off endorsements, and people say they'll still work around it. But I like the hard salary cap. I think that's what the NFL does have going for it. One of the reasons that some of the talent is so evenly distributed across all the teams is that salary cap, and teams aren't allowed to stockpile and go, I'm going to go play with Tom Brady. You know, because that would be my best chance to win, and I can make just as much money there with a shoe deal. And I just think the hard salary cap is the answer. But you know, that's a labor relations issue there, I guess. Chancy, thank you for the phone call. call. Uh, the problem is a hard. The reason why they they went to a soft salary cap and what's called bird rights, where you can sign your own players on extensions and go over the cap, is so that you could keep your in-house star players. They've gone out of their way to make it so that if you do have a homegrown star, you can offer more money yeah. than other teams would be able to. Yes. And actually, this is what's funny. It, paradoxically, LeBron James going to the Lakers increases the number of teams that can win the championship and, this year. And it's not a su- super team. He's not He's not going with... Now, he might be eventually, but he's not... He. They were signing uh, Lance Stevenson last night. Right. They were so so this is this is not the heat. This is not re- recruiting two friends. This is him going to that team to say I can turn around a heritage franchise that's been down for a while. And la- and, and let me clarify, last year I don't think the Cavs had a realistic chance to win the championship. You may have thought a couple times because they had LeBron James, but they got swept out. They might have maybe if they win game 1 it turns out to be a 6 or 7 game series or something, but sure. the Rockets and the Warriors were really the two teams once once Boston suffered those injuries. But next year, the Warriors, Rockets, Lakers, and Celtics are all going to have, and Vegas would probably, if you if you could find an updated uh, futures, uh, I think there is know, one odds South. list. Yeah, those four teams. So you and I get it. People are going to say, yeah, but in the NHL, twelve teams have a chance to win the Stanley Cup championship, and that's fine. Like some people prefer that type of crapshoot, two months stretch right, in the don't. playoffs. I prefer. 
Warriors, Rockets, Lakers, Celtics, and, this, and then there's other like the second tier. And this also is intriguing as well. This also works. Here, here's so here's what people want now from the, this league that this league I think is guarding against and very wisely. And and this comes down to the football discussion that we've had a lot on this show. You think you want parity. So people think, I want every team, I want every team to have an opportunity. You think you want parity until you see it in action. Mm-hmm. Because parity, for the most part, is mediocre teams all competing. Now, now, if you're a fan of a certain team, that, that might be fun. But if I'm trying to sell games to TNT and ESPN and the networks, I want to be able to go and say, you've got five or six incredibly marketable great teams here. So, so we always cry for, I wish every team had, had a chance until you, you actually sit down and watch those games. Those games aren't nearly as much fun as having a core group of really great teams. Yeah. I think I, I'm with you. It's always oh, parody, parody. Okay. We're going to give you the, we're going to give you the Blazers and the Bucks in the NBA finals. Yep. And no one's going to watch. Coming up next is the Dolphins and Jets. That's parody. Hi, Ed. Hey, I haven't talked to you for a while. First, I want you to know I'm not. Uh, advocate of professional sports at all because of these humongous salaries. But look at the Timberwolves. Last week, I was listening to Chip Scoggins people, and you're talking about a bunch of fill-ins. I don't understand the medium level or the small level, but most of the players that you were talking about, I don't think anybody in Minnesota has ever heard of. Which ones? I really I forgot their names, but it was guys do better. I think the fix for the Timberwolves is mm-hmm. get rid of Thibodeau. The problem is I don't think many players want to play for him. If I was an athlete, I wouldn't want to play for him because all he does is degrade you and yell at you. Mm-hmm. And so why would a good athlete, you know, and then, you know, look at the roster around, like you say, uh, you know, uh, Jones won't play because they get a crippled guy who, who, uh, who Thibodeau likes. I mean, the, the bottom line is that franchise and still to get a new coach, is going to be in trouble. Toronto had a good team with a great coach and fired him because he couldn't get him to the playoffs. The Timberwolves have a bad team with a bad coach, and all Glenn uh, Taylor does is keep paying him more money. So I would really like your reaction to that. You know, wow. I, I wasn't sure where Ed was going with the start of that comment, but nine twenty six threw some fastballs there. A.M. Mackey and Judd show. <laughs> Let the record show that <laughs> Phil Mackey and Ed agree on something <laughs> completely. Hold on, can I take the first part there about about not liking how much money athletes make? Yeah, this is funny. one of my least favorite arguments fans make when they're just appalled that Chris Paul's going to make. 50, $40 million, or you realize that these guys are making money based off how much fans pay and how much fans watch the product. Like, if we're interested in the product and we watch and the ratings go up and we buy tickets to games yeah, and revenue increases, like, they're just taking all the revenue that comes in and splitting it. It's really old And school. then the players get money. How can you make so much? How can these guys make so much? Have you seen the TV contract? Stop watching, then. Have Don't you seen buy the tickets. billions of dollars that these leagues get? Right. Hey, this is a this is a monumental moment in this show's history. I know you and Ed that that's and and he he went through a three point plan essentially that you've said several times for sure. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Got to make that LeBron point here. Uh, Wild made some signings over the weekend. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy, yeah, happy on fifteen hundred ESPN. 
Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Really, seriously, you guys are great together. Mackey and Judd. I just tune in and listen, and it's so satisfying. On 1500 ESPN. Rose picked up by the day of three. Continues to hit these shots. Uh, we have compiled for some time during the show here today. Stephen A. Smith, the best of Stephen A. Smith throughout the weekend. <laughs> oh, last night was fantastic. Dave and Inter Max have come oh, through. Oh, just kept dropping scoops. You look like you guys have at least four or five of these things, right? Is it? We should just devote a whole segment to the best of Stephen A. Smith. There's one I haven't even put up there. Max grabbed from. Was it Stephen A.'s Twitter account? Max? Was it? Uh, it looked like he was just in his home. Yeah, I will. Like I, a video. I, I'll yes. get it eventually. Here, we can maybe do it for stuff or something. But, he just uh, he just found it on his laptop and yeah. showed it to me about 15 minutes ago and. My God. Is he just in a dimly lit room or what's oh, happening? Oh, no, it's very brightly lit and he broke into song. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, it's just glorious. Oh, my God. You know what? Let's do that. We should do that. Let's do 10-15. The best of Stephen, Stephen A. Smith a. at All 10 right. 15. All right. All right. Let's mark it down here. Got a lot of breathing. Then. Meeting. Okay. Stephen A. Smith. There we go. Um, <laughs> this LeBron, Le- 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 LeBron James, people criticize him. And I've already seen a few of these because I'm a LeBron James fan. And I think it's great. I think it. It bothers me when people rip him because he's not Michael Jordan yeah. and when people ding him because he takes these teams that probably don't belong in the finals two or three different times and then they get drubbed by dynasties and it's like, oh, well, Michael Jordan never lost in the finals. So I, part of my LeBron James fandom is he's a great player and this is the wheelhouse of my sports-loving generation and part of it is just like defending a guy who should not be crucified as much as he is. And for people saying, well, there he is again, just chasing, going to chase rings in Los Angeles, going to go join this legacy franchise and the rich get richer. Michael Jordan stayed loyal to Chicago. I guess my question would be, what do you want LeBron to do? If you're in that camp, if you're, if you think he should have stayed in Cleveland, would you have ripped him for not winning championships with that roster again? The two times he has come to this crossroads in Cleveland 10 years ago and then now again. And he's looking around the room, and he's got an incompetent owner by NBA owner standpoint. He's got a, re- a revolving door of coaches and general managers, and I get that he can be hard probably to coach sometimes, but he's never had the Phil Jackson. He's never had the Greg Popovich. What do you want him to do? You're going you're gonna to rip him if he doesn't win championships, they and he ain't going to win a championship with that roster. They, they would rip him regardless. It doesn't matter. So, they he would rip just, him. so then he should just make the best move for yes, yes. For, for his own chances cool, to but, win championships in his own life. But this is a cool move. I like this move. I like it's always more fun to me when the Celtics and the Lakers and hell, the Knicks are good. I like this move, but there, but he he is at the level of greatness now for an athlete, and has been for quite a while. Where no matter what he does, there's always going to be a faction that says, "Oh, he's doing." And guess what? Chasing rings—that's how guys are judged now. You are judged by he should chase them mm-hmm. because when, when he's done playing, this is going to be a, a question not of how many points did, did he average statistically. It won't be uh, brought up. What's the one thing that's going to be brought up when LeBron James' career is done is this: How many rings did he win? Yeah, and, and did he win as many as Jordan? And if he did, he'll be perceived as being great. And if he didn't, the criticism will, will be, "Well, he was great, but he didn't win like Michael did." Yeah, I mean, it's so, like I don't, so. If he stays in Cleveland, where they erode the roster every time he's there, both times in Cleveland, his supporting cast was in tatters by the end. He had Larry Hughes and Anton Jameson as his sidekicks 
at the end of the 2007 or 8, whenever the whenever the, the run was over for him in Cleveland the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think everyone saw the difference. We have J.R. Smith doesn't know how much, doesn't know what the score is, doesn't know how much time's on the clock right. in a finals game. You have to leave. But, but appreciate the fact that for right now, he's going alone. Appreciate the fact he's so he's not trying to do what, what he did the first he might time. Know well, more no, about, he'll add guys. But, <laughs> he might know but, that Kawhi's but on the way. But my point is, my my po- my point is, when he left the Cavs for the Heat, the whole Paul George thing in in this case w- would have had to be done. Now it doesn't. Now he's basically saying, and they they might have to wait a year to get a a great player to add to James. But I find this to be different in some ways and interesting. Because it's a different tone to it. He learned from the first time around as well. But he's not talking about it. He's just doing it. His For the second time in this man's life, he controlled the announcement. One of the biggest athletes in the world controlled the announcement solely of his departure. Mm Mm-hmm. His firm. I never heard of his firm. Clutch Sports with Clutch a K? Sports, yes. I had never heard of him until last <laughs> night. And I thought, I thought upon seeing it the first time on Twitter that it was a hoax. I did too. It was great. I did too. Did you see, uh, credit. did you see, you follow Katie Nolan on Twitter? Well, you follow 7,000 people on Twitter. I didn't see her tweets because I follow too many people. Yeah, they're going, Whoa, too, Whoa, too, just going nuts at this point. Katie Nolan tweeted, do you think they regret naming it Clutch Sports with a K now? <laughs> like, oh, we're going to make this big announcement. Oh, but people are going to know that it's Clutch Sports with a K. <laughs> It's kind of lame. He's got a good point, uh, but he six, controlled it. Six five, and no, and no one, no one, no leaked, one leaked anything. No. Although there, there were leaks for twelve months that well, he sure. loves L.A. and he's got houses in L.A. and his family loves L.A. But as far as like the actual timing yeah. of the announcement, Woj didn't and, break it first, right? Six five one six four six eight two five five. Mark, you're on the show. Hey guys, uh, enjoy the conversation here. Um, maybe a little bit too soon to uh, for myself rather than you guys to be ripping into Ed, but I love the <laughs> fact that we go with, I hate professional sports, but I'm really passionate about this professional sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but damn it, fire everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on that note, though, if, if, if somebody, I've had this conversation with friends that really don't appreciate professional sports, and because of the fact that guys are paid so much, and I tell them all the time, okay, well then you cannot put any money into any professional sports team ever, and then you have to convince the millions of people that follow sports to not put any money into it. Like that's that's how these guys make this revenue. It's based off of fan interest, correct? Sport, and it grows of course, over time. But I digress. It's not uh, like it's so- not like our government has decided. You know what? All things equal, teachers should make $40,000, and basketball players who sit on the bench like Cole Aldridge should make $8 million, and that's how it's going to be. Like That's not how it works. Right, absolutely. So I, I appreciate that point. Um, but I guess uh, back to uh, LeBron, I, I've been seeing uh, at least like one friend of mine on Facebook saying, uh, I, I'm so conflicted right now being a Lakers fan now that LeBron is on the team, and I'm I'm trying to decipher if he's more just like a Kobe fan or if he's a Lakers fan. And I just, I don't understand how people can look at LeBron and they, they, they get so conflicted now that he's on the Lakers and that they can't cheer for him. And it's just sit back, watch greatness, appreciate it. Who cares? It's yeah. fun to watch. You know, don't get wrapped up in all this stuff about, you know, 
Kobe's a better player, MJ. We'll talk about it 30 years from now. Yes, gonna, Mark, thank you for yeah, bringing that's completely some bizarre. level-headed discussion to the show. Yes, It's LeBron James. Who cares? If, if you like this team, it's a great day. Yeah, That's, you know, that's very weird, too, because LeBron, here's the thing I don't get about James or the perception of, of him. He is at times discussed as if he's almost a bad guy. I don't get that. He's not. He's Well, he hasn't done. What has he done? The decision was a public relations mistake. And he made up for probably. it. Probably. By but, bringing but, a championship to Cleveland. It was a public relations mistake. We have how many athletes who we cheer for who have been accused of domestic violence or out or, and crimes. Mm-hmm. And and we, we still, when they put on the jersey, we still say, okay, that's okay because I like this team. LeBron James is discussed as if he has a record. Like, if you hate LeBron James because of the decision, but you cheer for Adrian Peterson when he comes out of the tunnel in a Vikings uniform, then you're a hypocrite. Or you're loyal to Kobe because you don't want to, and so you can't be loyal to LeBron, despite the fact that Kobe's got a little bit more in the background on on him, certainly, than James ever has. Yeah, I I still, so I, I still think there's a chance they could trade for Kawhi, although I see if you're the Spurs and you have other options and other suitors, if Philadelphia or Boston, or there's other teams that could offer something. The Clippers want Kawhi Leonard. I can understand why you would choose one of those other teams to do business with than this rival for 20 years, the Lakers. But they could land Kawhi. Uh, Boogie Cousins is a free agent coming off Achilles surgery. That'd be interesting. But I think there's a longer play. I told you about it before the show. I think there's a longer play that would be even splashier. And also the Wolves and where they fit in in this Western Conference and why the outlook and the landscape is different now than than a year ago and why they shouldn't be afraid to change directions here. And the Wild made moves. We're going to get to that and get Judd's thoughts on Judd has a hockey rant to go on to. Yeah, there was something ridiculous that took place yesterday. Uh, Mackie and Judd. By the way, we are watching the World Cup. Mexico-Brazil, nil-nil in the 41st minute. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. We'll be back in the game before you know it. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now, back to Mackie and Judd. I'm ready! Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. Get your tickets now to see Minnesota United taking on FC Dallas this Friday, 7 p.m. at TCF Bank Stadium. Head to MNUFC.com. To purchase your tickets. Reckless speculation. With no regard for human life. All right. Got a little, little reckless Western Conference speculation for you here. Let's say the Lakers, and also, we're going to tie the Wolves into this here, too, in this segment. Because you and I were talking about this during a commercial break, too. Just like why the Wolves landscape is different now than it was a year ago, and it's okay to acknowledge that. So LeBron James... Uh, it's going to be like $35 million a year. The Lakers still have room for another max-ish contract if they want to. And they've got these young assets. They've well, they, Julius Randle is uh, is in his prime. They've got number two overall pick from a couple of years ago, Brandon Ingram, who blossomed in his second season. Mm-hmm. Kuzma. They've got some, and Lonzo Ball. So they've got assets. They've got cap space. They've got LeBron James now. So it's, it's a very appealing destination. And they've got things they could trade, first-round picks, whatever, for that second player to put with LeBron James. What if they were patient? Maybe they maybe they do a one-year deal with, like, Boogie Cousins or something just to just to fill the spot if they can't trade for Kawhi Leonard, and he comes back in five or six months when the Achilles surgery takes. 
But then they have max money available going forward. Anthony Davis is under contract with the Pelicans. He can opt out after the 2019-20 season. So he's got basically two more years left on his deal with New Orleans mm-hmm. at $25 million and $27 million. The new thing now is to tell the team you're currently with, if you're not going to be there long term, tell them with like two years left on your deal, or even a year left if you want to, but even better if it's two years left. Say, I'm not going to sign. I'm going to opt out when I'm able to. And here's the team I want to go play for. Because if you say, this is the problem with, if, if Kawhi Leonard wants to go to the Lakers and he has one year left on his contract, it's really hard for another team to commit a bunch of assets for Kawhi Leonard, knowing that he might Leonard. go, yep. yeah, there's a risk that he might go sign somewhere else. Yep. Now, Paul George wound up doing that, but then went and signed with Oklahoma City anyways. But if you're Anthony Davis and you say, man, it'd be fun to play with LeBron James for even just like a couple years, yep. just for like two, two or three years, and then I could be the face of the Lakers for the next generation because he's in his mid-20s. He could tell the Pelicans right now, or at, or at some point middle of the season, you've got a year and a half left of me, and then I'm opting out of my contract, and I'm going to play for the Lakers. I want to play with LeBron James. They would almost so have no choice right but to trade the Lakers. Yeah. And you could get some young pieces, and that would be the long play. If they, if they wanted to wait a year, next summer you could pair LeBron James and Anthony Davis together in the Western Conference to try and slay the Warriors. Uh, which, by the way, good luck, Timberwolves. Yeah, <laughs> Any of these things happen. And you know what's the, the, the saddest thing about the explanation that you just went through? The saddest thing is this. So OKC made the George trade because OKC convinced itself, if we get him here, he'll like it. He'll be with players he likes in Westbrook. He'll, he'll have a coach yeah. he likes. Very important. And so, so the one thing going against what you said is you take the chance of getting Kawhi if you're Boston or the Sixers. And you say to yourself, okay, I know what he wants to do, but we're going to convince him in a year that our infrastructure and culture is so good that he's going mm-hmm. to change his mind. And you know what's so sad about that? The Wolves have no chance of saying that. We're going to get him here, and he's going to love Tibbs. We're going to get him here, and he's going to like to be screamed at. Absolutely not, right? <laughs> because that's yeah. the one thing. The one the one thing that you would say, so if you're the Spurs, and, and you're talking to the Celtics, and you know that Kawhi wants to go to L.A., you're probably telling the Celtics, hey, look, you're a good team. You got a great coach. You got great players. He's going to get there and fall in love in Boston. Mm-hmm. And there are a few teams, though, that, that you can absolutely positively say that there, that would never be the, the case. And the Wolves right now are one of those teams. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you could say, all right, if you get, you know, Kawhi, which is not going to ha- happen, but let's just say you, you talk to the Spurs about, Kawhi, and you said, I know he wants to go and play with LeBron after this coming season, but we're going to convince him. We're going to convince him that he's going to get there. He's going to love the state. He's going to love his teammates. He's going to love Cat. He's going to love all these guys. And most importantly, he's going to have a coach that, that he can thrive with. Can't say it. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's it's All right, let's get into the Wolves portion of this here and where, and where they sort of fall here. And we were talking about this during a commercial break. So they made the trade for Jimmy Butler on June twenty second, two thousand seventeen, it was night. it was on draft night. Yep. So it was it was uh, about ten days before this chaotic free agency period opens up, and then a bunch of trades and things go down. So it was June twenty second, two thousand seventeen. So on that date, based on what you knew about the Western Conference, you knew one thing for sure that the Warriors had a dynasty and the Warriors had a powerhouse, and they weren't to be moved off of that spot unless Kevin Durant decided to go elsewhere. And now they. Maybe they become a little bit more human. 
Um, so you knew that the Warriors were sitting atop the Western Conference. But second seed, third seed, like those, maybe an injury to to someone on the Warriors, if you can be the second best team in the Western Conference, the, the door was more open, even though the team at the top of the West at that time, on June 22nd, 2017, the, the, the team at the top was a dynasty. So at the time of the trade, I thought, man, I'm kind of torn here because it's going to be really fun and they're going to be a playoff team if they land Jimmy Butler and they pair him with Towns and maybe he has an impact positively on Andrew Wiggins. And so it was hard to stomach the idea of trading these future assets and this vision that Flip Saunders had in mind of let's kind of slow cook this thing, young nucleus together. Instead, they expedite the process, trading Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and and they and they uh, essentially Laurie Markkinen would have been the other one, right? He's a great okay. player. Yeah. So at the time, you could justify it saying, "Yeah, but this might be like the second or third best team in the Western Conference, especially if Wiggins takes a step forward." Mm-hmm. But let's fast forward to the present day. Four things have changed the entire landscape of the Western Conference and your team. Number one, Andrew Wiggins didn't get better. Mm-hmm. So you thought, oh, he's going to get better and he's going to emerge into this max player. It didn't happen. Yeah. In fact, he took a step back. Big three. And it's not. No, it's not even close right. now. And he kind of talked about it like and, that that night. And Jimmy Butler and his camp have not had good things to say about the partnership with Andrew Wiggins. It's just, it's, it's not working very well right now. The second thing, the Chris Paul Rockets. You didn't know on June 22nd, 2017, that Chris Paul was going to be on the Rockets roster and that they were going to be this good with James Harden and the Mike D'Antoni system, okay? If he doesn't get injured, they might win the championship. Number three, you didn't know that Paul George was going to go to Oklahoma City and then, by extension, sign an extension and stay with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City long-term. And then the fourth thing you didn't know was that LeBron James would move from the Eastern Conference to the Western (laughs) Conference, okay? So, like, if you knew on June twenty second, 2017, let's say you knew that LeBron was going to be a Laker, or was a Laker. Yeah. And you knew that the Rockets were every bit as good as the Warriors, if yep. not for an injury. And you knew that Oklahoma City had two of the top 15 players in the league. And then I asked you, should the Wolves jump into this right now? Should they expedite this process and, and bring in Jimmy Butler for two years and just see if they can throw haymakers with these other heavyweights? I think we would have said, God, that it'd be fun to snap the playoff drought. But maybe they should slow cook this a little bit more with that young nucleus and just see what happens going forward. Just kind of fly under the radar for a couple more years and, and, and go with the long play. Yeah, It's not too late to do that again if you survey the Western Conference and think, man, this is a brick wall, even more than it was a year ago. Let's, we got Towns is so young, he's going to sign a five-year max contract. Wiggins is just entering into a max contract. Like, let's and, just let's and he's not improving. take a back seat in the Western Conference for a year. All right, all all of those points are fine, but here's my biggest change of heart from uh, June, July of last year to this year. My biggest change of heart is the realization that right now, nobody has the Wolves' long-term interests in mind at all. That's my biggest thing. So I don't care. I almost don't care what what has changed with, within the conference with, with different teams, I care more about, and and this goes back to my flaw of being all excited the day that Tibbs got both jobs and thinking, this is great, you landed a marquee type of guy. I go back to that flaw being, how could I not think to myself, Judd, you've always said, never let one guy run the entire show. And Tibbs is the worst because Tibbs is charged in his mind 
You would have to give him a lobotomy for him to come off, come off of the whole idea of win now. And so the Wolves, the Wolves are playing a style of basketball that until it changes does not fit in today's game. The Wolves are building a roster to compete with. My question now is what? And if it had been, if you had had a, a president of basketball ops make the Butler trade at Tibbs' behest, I would have been okay with that based on the fact that that guy also would have then had to come back and say, but Tom, we can't do this or we can't do that. Or we've got to improve this guy or this needs to change. But there's no one there to do that. So so my change in feeling about this franchise in one year now has been a realization that they are they are going to ram their heads into that wall time and time again. And they might continue to even make the playoffs as an eight seed, but they are going to start to decline when the Rockets and Warriors are as well. So there's nobody with that franchise saying, what can we do that's the best idea, not just for 2018-19, but hell, let's be thinking about 2023. 651-646-8255. Dan, you got about 60 seconds, man. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Appreciate the conversation. All I'll say about uh, this debate, so to speak, is uh, it's kind of hindsight's twenty twenty, you know, and didn't really see Wiggins not... Uh, stepping up, and I would still take the Butler trade, even with how it worked out. Um, the whole long play, it's not like Golden State's going anywhere in the next decade, so it's not exactly like we're going to step in in two or three years. And I mean, there are villages in Africa that have been built in less time than you're talking about slow-cooking the Timberwolves' development. So um, I had no problem with them making that move last year. Uh, I We haven't been relevant in 20 years, so um, I'd much rather have Butler and make some moves and dare to be great than just continue to draft and quasi develop and see how that plays out. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks, I don't Dan. even think it's like about regretting last year. I think it's about having an honest assessment about where you are in the West right now and Jimmy Butler's devotion to the franchise and Jimmy Butler's wear and tear in his age. I just think to go in with no vision of anything beyond 2018 19, like you've been saying. And just barrel into this Western Conference and and yeah, just get you're going to run up by LeBron yes. James and the Warriors. Like you should at least be thinking about Plan B, Plan C. Okay, if, what what are we doing here? Are we just going to run headstrong into a wall, or is it going to be worth something going forward? So we can get back to this later. Let's come back and talk about what the Wild did this weekend. There's a Judd hockey rant on the horizon, and the best of ranting Stephen A. Smith. Before we get to stuff you should know about Mackie and Judd. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. And we're out. On 1500 ESPN.